I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 104. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, today I want to introduce you to one of my very most beloved illustrators. I've never met her in person, but if I did, I would kiss her on both cheeks. She is considered one of the most renowned children's illustrators in the world. Her name is Lisbeth Zorger, and she's from Austria. And um, she was born in 1952, I believe, no, 1954. And um, she was raised in a very creative, artistic environment. Her dad was a graphic artist there in Austria. And her mom, although was a medical assistant by trade, she also was very involved in fashion design uh, when Lisbeth was growing up. And her parents uh, hired tutors for her, sent her to special schools, but nothing quite gelled. She just had that artistic personality that just didn't quite find its niche in life. So eventually her parents sent her to the Applied Arts Academy of Vienna, where she proceeded to drop out because she was disillusioned uh, with the art school. Basically, she wanted to illustrate That was her passion and her desire, and the art schools really were not designed for that. Um, Maybe more like fine arts or um, graphic arts, something more practical, more of a trade. But Lisbeth knew where her gifting lay, and that's what she wanted to pursue. So uh, she met, she dropped out of school, but she met the love of her life. His name is John Rowe, and he was and is a British artist. And they um, became best friends, eventually fell in love and got married. But during the process of their relationship, uh, Michael, I'm sorry, John introduced her to the British illustrator, Arthur Rackham. Some of you have uh, found the Aesop's fables that I have listed under ancient Greece in the seminar handouts from a literature-based approach to education. And that book that I have listed there is illustrated by Arthur Rackham. He's a very, very famous British illustrator from the 19th century. Her uh, future husband and then husband also introduced her to another British illustrator, Edmund Dulac, who did a lot of kind of fantasy and fairy tales, um, more kind of with an Eastern bent. And so these two illustrators really were like, shazam, like that's it. That's what I've been trying to do. And nobody has understood me in Austria. And so she began modeling herself on Arthur Rackham, who used primarily line and color wash for his illustrations. But So she started there, but then eventually she expanded into mixed media, including watercolor with colored pencils, with gouache, with ink, um, all sorts of different media, pencil. And so she developed her own style and approach. Uh, When they got married, they lived in a little teeny weeny like artists, you know, hovel in a little apartment building in Vienna. And then they moved to England where they almost starved to death. They had no income, very little food, almost no furniture. While when they moved back from England back to Vienna, 
Unbeknownst to them, Lisbeth's mother had shown her artwork to a very famous publisher there in Austria, Michael Neugeber. And he owned um, Mine Edition, which was his publishing house. It was a small publishing house, but he was very respected. And he first offered to publish Lisbeth. Uh, he asked her to illustrate Hoffman's The Strange Child, and it went on to win an award. And that was the beginning of her career. And she continued uh, illustrating for Michael, eventually for his son. And then, as so often happens with European titles, um, the way the publishing industry works is that all the different publishers from around the world go to international book fairs. And probably the most respected and well-known is the book fair in Bologna, Italy. And what probably has happened throughout her life is as she publishes in Europe, that American publishers from Picture Book Studio and North-South Books have come to the book fair and say to Michael Neugeber, uh, could I buy the American rights to this book? And then they publish it in America. And so that is really how her career budded and blossomed and took off. She's been illustrating since 1977, and she has won every award and medal and honor that you can win in Europe as an illustrator. Uh, but her very biggest gold star uh, was in 1990 she was given the highest international award that you can be given as an in, as an illustrator and it was for lifetime achievement uh, at the international she received the international Hans Christian Andersen medal for her lasting contribution to children's literature wow so she went from being a starving artist to being the most revered children's illustrator really in Europe She's not as well known here in America, but she is certainly my personal favorite of living illustrators. There's no one quite like her. We have finally come into the 21st century. If you've thought of booking a consulting appointment with me, it's now easier than ever. No more back and forth emails, no more delays. My full calendar is available to view at any time. You see the available days and times 90 days in advance. Select which one works best for you and book the appointment right then and there. In consultations, I help families make my method their own. Find books that will thoroughly engage their children and help problem solve through difficult situations. I also offer life coaching if you need more personal support and encouragement. Visit my website through the link in the show notes to book an appointment today. Now back to the show. Uh, she started out doing primarily fairy tales. And let me tell you some of the books that she illustrated that I really like. Uh, I would say one of the best fairy tales she illustrated is Hansel and Gretel. And she takes the time to do so much research that she actually goes back into the original European languages, in this case, of course, German being a Grimm's uh, retold fairy tale. And she does all her homework. And then so the language that she uses in this edition has Hansel saying to Gretel, 
God will not forsake us. Be of good cheer, dear little sister, and sleep well. God will not forsake us. And then later on in the book, he says, uh, she was crying. They were just lost in the woods. And he said, don't cry, Gretel, and sleep well. God will surely help us. And so as as um, the book goes on and you see how, you know, they, they fight for their lives basically with the evil witch and then were able to take her treasure back with them back to their dad who had against his will abandoned them because of the evil stepmother uh she was now gone and the beautiful picture at the the last illustration of the father hugging Gretel and Hansel pouring out the treasure on the floor next to them. And it's just such a beautifully done book. A little scary for young children. I sure would not read that to a little four-year-old and then say, sleep well, dear. But it's a beautifully done book. Then she did The Legend of Rose Petal. She did The Nutcracker, Aesop's Fables, Another Grimm's, The Seven Ravens. She did Till Eulenspiegel's Merry Pranks. But my favorites um, I'd like to share with you. First of all, she did Dickens' Christmas Carol. And once you use this edition, you will never want to read another. It is just matchless. She also did a beautiful compilation of some Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales, including The Princess and the Pea, The Emperor's New Clothes, but also some lesser known ones like The Sandman and, you know, some that are a little bit more obscure. But of all the books that she's done, I have four that really are my favorite. I love The Gift of the Magi, O. Henry's beautiful Christmas story of sacrificial love. The illustrations will just take your breath away, and there's no one who can write a short story like O. Henry. And then Edith Nesbitt, or sometimes she's um, listed as E. Period Nesbitt, because it wasn't culturally acceptable for a woman to write books in her kind of Edwardian era. But Edith Nesbitt wrote a delightful kind of romp, and it's called The Deliverers of Their Country. The Deliverers of Their Country. And it's taken from an Edith Nesbitt dragon story. If you have her book of dragons, it's included in that book. And it is just whimsical and delightful. And when you combine the, the delightful, fun story with Elizabeth Zwerger's illustrations, it is just a masterpiece about two little children trying to deliver England from kind of a plague of baby dragons that are now getting older and larger and taking over London and how they go to St. George's tomb and wake him up and ask him to come and deliver England once again from dragons. It is so much fun. And then The Nightingale, Hans Christian Andersen's Nightingale, the story of a beautiful uh, singing bird that the emperor of China hears about. And they bring the bird into the, the emperor's castle. And the bird begins to pine away and and escapes. And so they have a mechanical bird that sings, quote, better than the nightingale does. But of course, the mechanical bird breaks down. And as the emperor is dying, 
the precious nightingale hears about his plight and she comes back and visits him and sings for him. And I don't want to tell you the whole story, but it is precious. And Hans Christian Andersen wrote it about um, the Swedish nightingale, as she was called, Jenny Lind, who had swept her fame, swept through Europe as she toured and um, the impact that she had on Hans Christian Andersen, he actually fell in love with her. It was unrequited love. But it, he wrote the, the Nightingale about her. But my very favorite of all the books that Zwerger has illustrated is The Selfish Giant. Of course, the retelling of Oscar Wilde's mystical, spiritual short story about a giant who has a garden and he doesn't want to share his beautiful garden but then he meets a little boy in the garden and he loves him and then the little boy never comes back and then one day he sees him and and so then he drives all the children out of his garden and then it's always winter and never spring And then one day as he gets older and older, the children start creeping back in and they start playing in the garden again. And he looks out his window and he sees the little boy. And I am not going to tell you the story, but it is magnificent. And her illustrations, the sensitivity, the perception that she brings to these stories that will just impact you and your children Um, These books are to be treasured. Many of them are now um, collector's items. But as you build a library of her illustrated books and let your children grow up with this level of illustration, she will spoil you for the mediocre illustration that so many publishers are satisfied with. She truly is the gold standard. And um, she will shape how you picture these stories and how your children's imagination will take off as a springboard from her interpretations. So her name is Lisbeth Zwerger, spelled Z as in zebra, W-E-R-G-E-R. And her first name is like Elizabeth without the E, Lisbeth, L-I-S-B-E-T-H. Thank you, listeners, for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. I have a special request for you today. Would you send a Homeschool Made Simple episode to one of your friends? Any episode. I love to help families homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. When you help me get the word out about what I'm doing here, I appreciate it so much. Be sure to tune in for the next episode of my podcast. Until next time, remember, Jesus' commandments are not burdensome. What he calls you to do, he will enable you to do. Blessings.